I'm Jeremy Gray. Thanks so much for joining us on Indiana Unscripted. Today, we're going to talk to the man charged with the task of building the Indiana volleyball program, our new head coach, Steve Aird. Happy to be joined by the new head coach of Indiana Volleyball. Really excited to have him in Bloomington, uh, Steve Aird. Coach, thanks so much for uh, joining us. I, I think we'll we'll start all the way at the very beginning. Um, you're a Canadian. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and your background? Sure. So, well, again, thanks for being here. Uh, much appreciated. I'm super excited to get to Bloomington and get going. My background was unique. Uh, didn't play a lot of sports at all until ninth grade due to some medical issues and uh, got into volleyball in ninth grade. Um, really quickly and fortunately climbed the ranks and was with the national team program fairly early and, and made a decision after playing uh, in a few of the bigger tournaments internationally that I was going to go to school in the States. So ended up playing at Penn State, had a, had a nice career and was part of three Final Four teams. Uh, got a degree in business law and decided I was going to be a sports agent and had a really good time kind of learning and researching that field. And um, my mentor, who's the head coach at Penn State, has been there 40 plus years, recommended I get into coaching volleyball. And so I spent um, a semester with them working, learning, trying to figure stuff out, and actually got my first coaching job at the age of 21. Uh, and, yeah, from there it was kind of uh, I haven't been able to escape it. You know, it's just been one of those things where uh, the game, teaching the game, being around the game was something I enjoyed, and it came fairly easy to me, and um, the rest, as they say, is history. Your uh, family came in town for the Purdue basketball game, so I had a chance to, to meet your uh, meet, meet your family. Um your son is named Podrick, and then I heard your dad talk. Is your dad originally from Ireland, or does he carry on an accent? My my, yeah. my dad's from Glasgow in Scotland, okay. and oh. my mom's from Cork in Ireland. So when, when they both came to Canada uh, when they were younger, uh, I think it was early 20s, um, so they both came, you know, in the typical story of coming to Canada and figuring it out. My, my dad's dad gave him a plane ticket and 50 bucks and said, go figure out how to be a man. And my mom came over with her mother and some family. And she had four brothers that were all amazing people, and um, they met each other in Toronto and certainly had no idea about, uh, you know, they were both really good athletes. My dad played rugby in Scotland and, and is a, was a great golfer, bowler. Uh, my mom was a high jumper, uh, you know, played Hurley and, um, you know, a variety of sports growing up, was a wonderful swimmer. Uh, and so had a, a background in sport, but s certainly didn't know volleyball or anything about volleyball. And uh, so it was a new sport for all of us when we, we got it going. Well, you know, when we when when we interviewed you, I was asked to give intel back after uh, meeting up with you in the Final Four in Kansas City, and I said he seems to be a person of the world, a worldly person. Uh, did your parents, uh, being immigrants into into Canada, maybe inform your worldview? Where it seems like you're a person who has uh, done a lot of traveling and you're interested in a lot of different things. Do you think that came from your rather unusual family background? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, uh, you know, it's a blessing to me to, to be born and raised a uh, Canadian. I think that it's so multicultural uh, coming up through the school system. There's so many different people and a uh, variety of backgrounds. And, and, and that to us, uh, from where I come from, is, is a real strength of um, becoming a pretty well-rounded person and having a good feel for, for understanding different backgrounds and and whatnot. So that was a that was a plus. Um, I obviously traveled a lot early in my career, 
with the national team programs. I mean, we played in, in a variety of different countries, and I was lucky um, to be in some highly uncomfortable situations young, which I think uh, is good. Obviously, going to college in a different country uh, is unique, but certainly the culture, you know, if you spend any time in Toronto uh, and New York City, the cultures aren't that different Um in general. So uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm really lucky that my parents uh, both valued education and hard work. And um, I learned a lot about um, how to be a good human being and do things the right way from them. And, and then just really lucky to be around great people, great people. What type of player were you often when I meet coaches in whatever sport uh, you often find out that they were the, you know, scrappy catcher or the undersized point guard who made the varsity team or the, uh, you know, the wide receiver was willing to go across the middle and take a hit. Were you kind of a hyper competitive, maybe an overachieving athlete or, or, or did the game come fairly naturally to you? I think it was a combination. The good thing about my playing career is I went through, I think, every single emotion and background you can do as an athlete. So there were, there were years early where I was the best player in the country. And, uh, when I went to Penn state, obviously had, had good success, but I went from being the star to not the star to being the starting, uh, player at this position to being beat out. I got cut from national team programs. I, I tore my ACL and shattered my arm dunking on a guy in 10th grade. There's <laughs> been a lot of, I've had a lot of adversity. And, and what I say to the players I coach now is that there's no scenario that they're in athletically that I haven't been through. And, and I understand all the emotions. I know how hard it is to feel like, you know, you're, you're hoping to make a team or you're the last one, uh, last one cut. I know what it's like to work hard every single day and not get the chance to play. I know what it's like when everyone wants your autograph and you're playing on ESPN. So it's all of these um, different emotions, I think, have prepared me to be a pretty well-rounded coach and mentor. Uh, and, and what I've learned is there's value in all of it. I think there's value in all of it. And, and the hardest things that have ever happened to me are the most difficult or the, heart, the things I look back at that were heartbreaking have served me the best at this point in my career. Speak to, and you, you made a glancing mention of uh, Russ Rose before, uh, what he meant to your career. Russ Rose, for those maybe not familiar, has had a career in his sport very analogous to what Jerry Yeagley was able to accomplish with soccer at IU, multiple national championships, uh, decades-long tenure, uh, an intrinsic part of that that campus community and kind of the dean of coaches at that school. What was it like to learn from a figure like Russ Rose? Well, I was really fortunate. My first day of college, uh, I was trying to find the men's volleyball office to check in with the staff. And I wandered into his office. And if you've ever been lucky enough to, to get to know him, he's just engaging. He's got this warm, happy personality. Incredible sense of humor. Unbelievable. And uh, so, yeah, so we spent, I spent about 20 minutes in his office just talking about stuff. And uh, one of the first bits of feedback I got during our season is he was in a, um, you know, working with the women's team, obviously, and, and said that he wanted the team to come and watch me play because he liked how I played the game, how I went about the game. Um, so I went up and asked him about that. And then it, we, we just started this relationship. My, my favorite story and maybe what encapsulates Russ the best for me was my freshman year. I told him I was going to stay and work uh, volleyball camp. And, and being from Canada, trying to make some money and help pay for school. And on the men's side, there's not a ton of scholarship money. So as a freshman and fairly unproven, I was trying to find a way to pay for a lot of stuff. So I worked at camp. Uh, at the end of the camp, he paid me $200 in $1 bills <laughs> and said, uh, appreciate it. And I said, no problem. So I went back to Canada. I told my family and I told my dad, hey, listen, I'm, 
I really want to get him a gift as a thank you for the opportunity. So we bought him this really nice bottle of, I forget what it was at the time, and, and brought it back. And so the next week's camp, I said, Coach, I just want to say thanks for the opportunity. Present him with the bottle of whatever it was. And uh, right in front of me, he passed it to his buddy. He said, hey, I, I don't really drink, but thanks. So I was crushed immediately because I had spent, you know, close to half of my my salary for that camp on the gift. But here we are a week later. He calls me out of the blue and says, hey, I've got this camp in Pittsburgh, takes me to the camp, takes me out to dinner, takes me to a Pirates game. And he goes, you know, the coolest thing about you is that uh, there's a lot of people that do stuff just because they feel like they're entitled to it. And he said, uh, I love how you go about how you play and who you are. Uh, and just know that I'll have your back and anything you need from me. And that was early as a freshman in college. And now we're, you know, 20 years later. And um, outside of my father, the most important man in my life. Well, my little Russ Rose story, we were playing Penn State, I don't know, it was about 15 years ago, and I was the public address announcer. And the way that it was situated at UGM is that the PA announcer's mic was right next to the visiting team bench or the bench on that end of the court. And Russ Rose was trying to shuffle his chair, and he looks over at me as play is going on, and he goes, oh, that's right, I can't move the chair here because you guys have a problem of coaches picking him up and throwing him on the court in the middle of games. <laughs> but it was just a great one-liner, and then he winked at me afterwards. He just has – there is just a, a thing about him that is compelling and makes you want to follow. Yeah, and it's – it's. And now you're recruiting against him, I get no, it. But no, no, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, and it's funny, and it's – uh. You know, obviously taking over this program, we're at a little different place than they are. But it's still someone that we t I talk to him all the time about the conference and scheduling and recruiting. And, um, you know, when we play each other, we obviously want to have success. But when we don't, I, I have no problem with them having success. And I, I was with him uh, in 99 when the, when he won his first national championship. And then there was a drought and I saw how the recruiting cycles worked. Then in 2007, I was there when uh, on his staff when we won in 2007, and they won four straight titles in a row, which I don't think is going to happen in women's volleyball again. The parity is just so good. But he, but I, I've seen kind of the ups and downs and how steady he is. The one thing he does uh, outside of have a great sense of humor and just be a great human is I've never seen any, anyone work harder. He taught me how you have to work. And where this type of job at this level, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a mood. It's a lifestyle. And it's a 365-day assault where you wake up and you work and you go to bed and you work and then you wake up again and you work. And whether it's Christmas Day or New Year's Eve or your kids' birthdays, you always have to have a pulse of what's going on. And, and it's relentless. And you either love it or you don't. And I just happen to love it. And it's clear that you have taken that on. We were getting ready to play a men's basketball game, and I oversee some of the experienced parts of uh, of men's basketball. And it was ten minutes before tip off, and you're text messaging me about how we're going to position the program and social. Your your mind is active and thinking about how to make Indiana volleyball better at all times. Yeah, and and this is what's so cool about what Fred and the administration here uh, has given me the opportunity to do is not only build this program the way I want to build it. But we're rebuilding the business uh, with the facility that I'm sure we'll get into and the fact that the uh, the town and the state is thirsty for Indiana volleyball to really have a, a place nationally. And um, I've been really lucky to everywhere I've been has had success. And it's not always started that way. It's been a sometimes it's been quick. Sometimes it's been a slow grind. But um, I have the blueprint of how it's supposed to work. And uh, it really is a nonstop thing. I, I, I don't take a lot of time off, let alone days. Well, speak to a little bit about how uh, your diverse professional experiences outside of directly coaching college volleyball teams 
Uh, it was something that we found compelling in the interview process, that you're someone who has operated businesses, uh, you've operated club programs, you've done a little bit of writing, <laughs> you've, you've done right. a lot of things right. o- outside of making people terminate balls on a volleyball court. One of my favorite quotes, um, I was lucky enough to have some inside scoop on the hiring of Bill O'Brien at Penn State, who, fo- who followed Joe Paterno with the Texans now, unbelievable football coach. And on his interview, how he started the interview was, I'm a hell of a football coach, let's get that out of the way. And I think when you're at this level, there's a lot of people who can coach volleyball, but the one thing I will tell you is coaching and training and developing and recruiting, Like, I feel very comfortable in that space, and I feel I'm good at it. The difference is uh, I was lucky enough to have a lot of very unique experiences. So my wife and I moved to Newport Coast in California, She's one of the top female chefs in the country, got a great job at one of the top resorts. Um, and I got into a bunch of different stuff. You know, we wrote a, a goal setting life skills manual for kids. We had one of the biggest volleyball clubs in the country. We had about 1,400 kids in 12 cities. We had a uniform company in China. We did nonprofits for kids where we showed up to inner cities and taught them how to play and left volleyballs and shoes and tried to grow the game. Um, so over that four year span, you know, I was meeting with people like Peter Uberoff, who was the time man of the year and brought the Olympics to L.A. and was the commissioner of Major League Baseball. And they're sitting me down and teaching me lessons on business and life and whatnot. So having some time out of the game gave me a new appreciation for how to build companies and build businesses. Um, and the themes are absolutely strikingly similar to how you, you know, when you look at the best GMs, the best coaches, the best CEOs. There's a lot of themes there that I think uh, really, really matter. And hopefully I've taken a little bit from everyone that I've met and I'll be able to apply it here. You mentioned your wife. Uh, my, my wife has met your wife. I love her is what she said. A incredible personality. But she's also got a unique background that you touched on, that she is a, a trained chef. Um, why don't you speak to how you met her um, and who she is and how how important she is to you and the way you operate as a coach. Sure. And we, you know, we, we're going to be celebrating our 10 year anniversary in March. Um, We just found, and I tell my players this all the time and close friends, I think when you find someone that you're lucky enough, when you can live your life and do exactly what you do and, and your spouse partner can live their life exactly what they do and it works together it's a really impressive thing so um, I couldn't be half the coach I am or the person I am without her Um, obviously we're lucky and blessed to have three kids uh, but she she's as good as it gets in her profession Um, what she is 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 a girl from Auburn Alabama that is way more interested in you being happy than anything that she needs for herself and the kind of Southern hospitality style of approach to everything she does in life instantly disarms people, makes people feel comfortable and happy. Um, clearly, as a, as a coach, the players that I've coached love her um, outside of the fact she cooks amazing meals for them <laughs> yeah. uh, way more often than she does for me. But that's an aside. Um, you know, it's it's she's just a special human being and, and totally understands me. So when I told her during the process that there was a good chance that we were going to do this, her response in first line was, I'll start packing. And it wasn't why or what do you think? It's She's got a lot of belief in me um, and our family. You know, We've been really fortunate, and uh, I couldn't be more lucky to have someone who's uh, just an amazing partner in crime to go through life with. So the question is, why Indiana? Um, it, it, it's a program that hasn't had the success that 
maybe some had hoped. It's in the toughest league in the country by a factor of 10. Um, it has played in a facility that has been in a remote location that's hard to get to, where the amenities aren't very nice. What was it about this opportunity at this moment in time that appealed to you as a coach? Uh, three things to me. Number one was the challenge. Um, I absolutely love when people think things can't be done, and I've made a habit over my career as a player, as a coach, as a business person, to always look at things and say, okay, what's the right time to do things and why? And then what's the opportunity and upside? So that was number one. I think I wanted to stay in the Big Ten. That was obvious. I think it's the best league in the country. I value coaching in the league and being in the league. Um, so that, that was the first part of it. The second part of it was just flat out Indiana's commitment to the sport. When I met with Fred, and I met with the administration and I had the opportunity to, to look them in the eye and ask them, like, like, how serious are you guys about this? The answer from them was very. And uh, not only have they allowed me to kind of paint the picture and, and, and look at my vision and, and put the legs under the table, what they've done is, you know, with the facility being built, with the support of how they you know, what they do for the athletes, the concept of 24 sports, one team and, and how they value, you know, candidly, every athlete at Indiana. I thought that was really important because for, for me to work as hard as I work and for when I bring in the people on the staff and we, we do what we do, I wanted to be at a place where my vision of what I want an elite program to be had all of the support and all the tools necessary to do it. And then lastly, it was the town. I think having three young kids being able to raise them in a town like this. I probably spoke with 50 people leading up to the decision who all said Bloomington's an amazing place to raise a family. People are great. Um, it's a diverse community. It's a, it's a very proud community. They love their school. They love athletics. You get the best of pretty much everything there. Um, and that whole combination to me just made a lot of sense. So it's going to be home. It's going to be home for a long time. Um, I don't have a lot of rebuilds left in me. I think it's really hard, uh, and um, what people have to understand is, especially the first couple of years, there's a lot of pain, um, and you have to have the stomach for it. But uh, the upside here and, and the end game here is so fantastic that it, it just made perfect sense to me. I had always known that volleyball in this area of the country was strong at the youth club and high school level, but I didn't gather until we went through the search process how strong it is. Um, maybe speak to... If you drew a circle starting, you know, in the north suburbs of Chicago, taking the state of Indiana, northern Kentucky, and the western half of Ohio, how good youth volleyball is in that area? I think there is some of the best youth volleyball in the country in this area. Within a four-hour drive, you have some of the best high school coaches, some of the best club coaches, some of the best club programs people who operate and do things not only right, but at an elite level and train kids uh, to be ready to play in this conference. And there's no pro volleyball league in the States. All the kids who I've coached who have gone on and played pro, it's all over the world and they do fantastic stuff. But in the United States, the Big Ten is as close as it gets to a pro league. And they prepare kids in this region to be able to come into the Big Ten and play right away and be ready to go. And there are countless examples of kids from the state of Indiana who have gone on and done amazing things. Um, and I think the state of Indiana is ready to get behind Indiana volleyball. I think that the, the club uh, directors, the high school coaches, 
um, obviously are really excited about uh, the future here, and so, and so are we. But the level of play within three, four-hour drive is is as good as it gets anywhere in the country. California, Texas, Florida, East Coast, all the, the Midwest has some of the best volleyball, junior volleyball in the United States. Volleyball is an emerging uh, spectator sport. Um, I, I don't know if fans in this area grasp how big of a deal it has become at some select places, and you can just tell that it's something that is taking off. It's an hour and 45 minutes. It's 71 degrees. It's indoors. It's fast-paced. The athleticism is evident. It would be as if you watched a baseball game, and on every play there was a diving catch or a basketball game, and it always ends with a slam dunk. Volleyball has that visual appeal. This is an opportunity with the new facility to maybe build something special for, for fans in this community. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about how we can start uh, a bevy of new traditions. We're still trying to hone in on what those exactly will be, but speak to the importance of creating a unique IU volleyball identity as far as a home court and home, home venue environment. What, what I can say for sure is that it's going to be one of the most entertaining and fun um, venues in the country to watch the game. Not only is it going to be spectacular to look at, it's going to be comfortable. Uh, the level of play uh, very soon will become highly competitive, and you'll see some of the best players in the country, not only on our pro- with our program, but the teams that we compete against. In the building, uh, you know, on the weekends and midweek and on Sunday afternoons, and uh, so, so that's the first part about it. I, I think that volleyball... There's more high school athletes playing volleyball now than women's basketball, than track. Um, it's it's becoming uh, very, very popular across the country and has been. It's been growing for years. And when you watch the the Olympics in 2008 and when you watch, uh, you know, as the Olympics have come through the last few cycles, um, it's been amazing, not only television viewing and, and, and the people coming to events and having a great time doing it. So I think, yeah, when it comes to traditions, it's, it's my responsibility. It's not my sole responsibility, but it's my responsibility to get people in this town that love Indiana excited about women's volleyball here to be able to recruit and train a team that's going to make them proud. And then we're going to put on a show and it's going to be a really good time for everyone involved. The new facility, it's central now in the athletics campus actually it's going to be the gateway to the athletics campus there's a lot of parking it's caddy corner from some of the largest residence halls it is a nine iron away from where the fraternities and sororities are how important is it to get students behind the program and in fairness to what had happened before it was impossible for students to find there wasn't enough parking uh you'd have to take a city bus to get there anyway if you're a student now it's conveniently located how important is it not just for the community to get behind, but the student community in particular? Very. And I think when you see some of the best programs in the Big Ten, the student sections matter. They matter. They can help affect matches. Um, it's also, like you said, it's, you know, for a 7 p.m. match on a Friday, for them to come out for an hour and a half, a uh, three-minute walk across the street into a venue that's that's got great live music and, and is is live and exciting and fun, um, you know, we're going to take care of the students. We're going to take care of the student section. We're going to make sure that they they feel like, uh, you know, we're feeding them and, and throwing tailgates. And it's going to be a giant party that they're going to have a really good time being part of. And again, my responsibility is to get in front of them and meet with, uh, you know, the, the various organizations on campus, teach them about the game, tell them about the game. And, and what's unique is a lot of these people are coming from high schools and parts of the country that volleyball to them mattered. 
and they they had a good experience they either played or they know people who played or their sister or brother played and to get them to buy into what we're building together and that's a theme i think they got to understand like this is this is all of us the town the community the university all of the students the greek system everyone involved we can all work together to launch this thing where it becomes live from the jump. And I think that's a, a pretty fun thing to be able to say to everyone is, you know, we're, we're, it's a startup business. We're, we're going to open it up together. And uh, I'm excited in the next few weeks to meet with a bunch of people who are going to help with the, with the vision. So you and I were on the phone all day on December 26th when you were getting hired and coordinating the release. So you are, you are hired basically over the holidays. Uh, but since then you've had a chance to talk to, to current members of the team, have some team meetings, get to know them a little bit. Obviously, it's it's going to be a work in progress as you got to build it. But what has uh, been your early impressions on on, on the reception and in, in building the initial relationships that are going to be important for the program moving forward? Yeah, I think they're excited and uh, they're excited in general. Um, I think, you know, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the previous staff. I think they're great people and they worked really, really hard and they had a great run over over the their career, I think the you know it was time, go, especially with the new facility and and kind of where we were headed and what the vision was. I think the the kids were excited just for a for a change. We have yet to train, so they've been working out with our strength coach and uh, and spending time just getting fit. Uh, so I'm excited. We're gonna get that going next week and get in the gym, and I'll I'll know a little bit more about what they can do and what they can't do. But what's most important for me now is that not only myself, but the staff that I'll put in place, um, our expectations and our goals are to compete for championships. And we won't change that. You know, I think we'll explain to the kids there's a certain way you have to go about your business. And I keep using the phrase, it's not a mood, it's a lifestyle. It's, a, it's an everyday, everyday thing. And I want them to enjoy college and have a great time. They do great in the classroom. I think they're great representatives for the program to the community. I think they've done a lot of community service and, and stuff that I think really matters. Um, now it's uh, you know how we train, how we work out, um, how we go about building skills and, and, and kind of getting to the point where in the conference we're not hoping to have success. We deserve it because of how we go about our business. And that's going to be uh, something I'm going to hammer home here in the next couple months. Well, let's uh, look into the future. It's 2022. Um, you've got a packed house, it's home volleyball matches. You have recruited, uh, a couple of classes to get in. What is the on-court playing identity of Indiana volleyball under Steve Aird when it's rolling? Are you a defensive minded coach? Well, is it athleticism? Is it, is it, uh, you know, sound fundamental? What will Indiana be known for as a playing program? I think, and maybe this differentiates me from some of the football and basketball type coaches. I think in, in our sport, players dictate the systems, not the other way around. So my goal is to try to recruit the best players in the country and then find out what they're really good at and then let them do that. So when I was a player, I always thought that players won matches, not the staff. And now that I'm a coach, I always think that players win matches, not the staff. I think it's about arming the players with all the tools letting them do their thing. I mean, there's certain principles in our sport that really matter. you got to serve the ball well. You've got to be able to pass the ball. Um, you know, you've got to limit errors. You know, you, uh, I don't want Indiana to beat Indiana. So that's going to be something we talk about all the time. Something as simple as hit the ball in, which sounds hilarious, but it's the truth. And and the teams that limit errors and uh, and get to the point where they, they make the other team have to beat you. 
you know, the, the best analogy I could give you is kind of the Las Vegas analogy where we're the house, you know, and if, you know, I might, we might be built to, to, to play. If you're really, really good, you might beat us, but we're not going to put ourselves in a position where we're going to give up stuff easy. And, um, and then how we, and how hard we play, I think people will be impressed with. I mean, our pursuit, our defensive intensity, all of that stuff will come into it. But that really comes back to the players, you know, their decision on whether they're going to quit on plays or if they're going to not go hard every single day for a couple hours in training that that's the stuff that we're going to have honest conversations about because there's only one speed at this level and that's and that's a full it's a full-on um, assault every single day to try to become the best player you can be and that's maybe the last part of it is that's my responsibility I mean not everyone is a first team all-american it doesn't mean they can't compete doesn't mean they can't get better um, and our goal is to try to get the most out of every single kid and make sure they have a great experience because this group here, you know, regardless of how 2018 works out, it's the foundation of my program going forward. And I want them to be able to tell recruits that we bring in and people around the program. Yeah, it's fun every day. It's hard every day. But we're excited. We love being here. And uh, and we think Indiana does it the right way. Well, Coach, we're really excited to have you in Bloomington, and it's going to be a fun ride and can't wait to to watch it take off in these uh, next couple of months and open up that new facility here in the fall of 2018. It's going to be fun. I appreciate it. I look forward to meeting all the fans, students, community. Uh, you know, it's a, when I say we, I mean it. It's going to be uh, – it's going to be – it takes a village, and uh, it, but it's going to be a heck of a party once we get that thing open, and, and we're going to work really, really hard between now and then to make sure we, we put the best possible product on the floor, and, and I'm excited. Thanks for your time. Thank you to head coach Steve Aird for uh, joining us today. Really excited about the future of IU Volleyball under his leadership. We got some more installments coming your way in the coming weeks. Thanks so much for checking us out.